When the wrong one loves you right. <laughs> when the wrong one. Have you ever. I know that many of you have been in a relationship, Cindy. Yeah, true or false? Almost everyone in this room has been in a relationship. Whether it was a one month, one week, two years, it could fall, it could collapse, it was a relationship. But how many of you have ever been, or you know people who have been in wrong relationships? We know people. We know people, yeah. How many you it's wrong and yet you are No, see, see, later on they came and told you, Manzi, that was a very <laughs> big mistake of my life. <laughs> <laughs> when the wrong one loves you right. Now this is for people who are, uh, you know, when, when, when I wrote this, I started asking myself, uh, is it based on the young people or not just the young people? Then I remembered a story that someone told me, and, and not just one story, but several stories, that there are even 50-something-year-olds who are still cheating on their husbands, cheating on their wives, you know, like they're committing drama in a committed by teenagers. And, and so I, I listened to these stories about people being married for over 30 years and now their marriage is breaking, you know, breaking apart. People have been married for a very long time, and then stories in Atokea that they have been um, for 25 years of unfaithfulness. You get? And you have grown up kids, your kids have already graduated from campus, they are working, they have left home, but Badum are back in a drama. Okay, so I said this is not for just young people, but it's more beneficial for us young people. Okay, because then by the time we are in, the, in our 50s, we won't be doing things that teens are doing. Okay, where your mom calls you and reports their dad, your dad to you, and, and says, In fact, Nataka unisongea songe kwako because I'm leaving your dad. You get my point? Or, or your dad calls you and says, Come talk to your mother <laughs> because So there, there is all this when the wrong one loves you right. You see, where, where the concept that I have is that in relationships, people generally sometimes get tired of each other. And it is in those moments that you get tired of each other that the wrong one shows up. And they begin to show you love, to buy you gifts, to tell you stuff and things that the one you are with is not telling you because there is already friction between the two of you. Okay? And now the catch is when this wrong one begins to love you right, begins to do the things that the one you are with is not doing, say the things that the one you are with is not saying, okay? The trap is when you become emotionally attached to this wrong one. And now you begin to see this, the one you are with, as if they are wrong. That is a disaster that we are in right now. That's why marriages are failing. You know, just I listened to the president. Well, I, I didn't listen. You see, I, I told you last week I don't, I no longer listen to this stuff. 
So I saw you know, those uh, short videos that people are making and some short uh, uh, of, of his speech. And then this one part that he says, uh, he says that 38% of Kenyan families are single parent homes. 38%. And, and so he's calling and he's making an appeal that if we continue on this trend, we will end up having more single parent homes than two parents homes. Okay? Now, what that does to, uh, to the nation is that it will destabilize the whole idea of family. And so Kenya will not be a family nation. It will be a single parent, single hood, what nation? What is on the increase? Is it marriages falling apart? Or is it young people refusing to get married and getting kids out of wedlock? Okay? It's a, it would be a very interesting study if someone could just go out and study that statistic then it will inform us the trajectory of where we are going as a nation, as a people, and as a church. Why are we not seeing more churches do more marriage programs, dating, uh, uh, dating and, and relationships programs, or sermons, or teachings, or even books, okay? Is there any right way for dating? Is there a Christian way for dating? You see, I looked, I looked at books and, and I looked at videos and all that. Most people talk about marriage and marriage and marriage and marriage. But no one, uh, well, maybe there are, but very few are talking about dating right. Okay? Dating the Christian way. Dating the right way. Okay? No, no one is really speaking about that. Or if there are, there are very few people who are speaking about it. So if we have wrong dating, we will end up having wrong marriages. If we don't establish a foundation in dating, we will end up having a broken foundation in marriage. Praise the Lord, church. Amen. <laughs> when the wrong one loves you, right? So this is for people who are dating the wrong one. And the funny thing is, when you're dating the wrong one, you know that you're dating the wrong one. True or false? I am throwing this away, but... Why do people date the wrong people and stick, stick in it? Yeah? Desperation, Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. No, it's not a rhetorical. I'm asking, why do you think people date the wrong people and stick in those wrong, uh, wrong relationships? I think they're not single enough. They're not single enough. Yes, as a person, because I believe the more single you are as a person, the more you're self-aware, the more you're most unique, and you don't need the other person to come and complete you. So even if they know this is the wrong person that I'm dating, she or he or she is filling a void that I've refused to grow into, or mm. refused as a believer, yeah. the Christ to come and fill it. Yes. Nice. That's, that's a very nice one. Hey, Karis? Thrill. Thrill. <laughs> the thrill of being in a wrong relationship. Yeah. What is a thrill? Honestly, I can't even.
Lakini bond hiyo yuko. Ehe, ehe, real. I agree. The thrill. So this is for people who are married but have a side relationship. Why do people get side chicks or side majamana itwa? Side dish, okay, chick. I want a side plate. The grass is always green on the other side. Why do people who are married get side relationships? <laughs> you see, the same reasons, the same reasons that people who are dating get, uh, people who are dating cheat, okay? Because this is the thing, this is the idea in Yekosai Kenya. If you are dating, you don't belong to that person until you get the ring, another engagement, but the ring yakusema, I do. See, that's the whole concept. That's the idea in Nairobi, Sai. That, as long as you are dating this guy, you are everyone's. When you are killing them, we are everyone's. But then when you get married, now, so, so, Menda. Why are people cheating in their dating? So now then the question comes, is there really cheating on dating? Like, am I cheating on him? You see, I'm dating too, see, I'm too, you know, like, but why are people going out? In marriage. Yes, Jack. I really think that has to be a conversation that the two of you have in terms of, like, specifically when you're dating. Is it something that's mutually exclusive? Like, is it the two of you? Am I, so, am I so in the process that like, I can meet other people and when I find another person better than you? Eh, Sasa, <laughs> that, yo, yo, on your discussion, yo, Sasa, yo. Yeah. Why would there be a discussion? Yeah. If I'm dating you, why do we need to say, oh, this is an open one? This is a situationship, this is complicated, yeah. or we are exclusive. Who, who brought those stuff? Who, 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 who came up with those ideas? <laughs> hey, who came up with those ideas? <laughs> Why do people cheat? Because they love to impress society. People cheat because they love to impress. But it's relationship too. Passing a person in the day, eh? Eh? Last week I read something. Okay, in
some reason that we know church, as in looking for different experiences in different places. So everybody we are trying to look for different characteristics in different people. So we see that more Mm. So combine one person. But when I but two fine Yeah. 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 Like, I know. It's interesting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm from somewhere where my, uh, my way here. I met a few people, young guys, and uh, there were young ladies. And they were having a conversation. So we were having a conversation about them. Like, they were saying that they don't mind the married man. Mm. So there was someone saying, oh, I know the Probably they were joking. I told them I'm very married. Mm. So they were not interested whatsoever. Say no, I want to apply, I want to be yeah, said, come like, like, okay. Oh my goodness. So you see the what they are picked, they want to be somebody's side chick yeah. for sustenance. Yeah. Then I told them in the next ten years I'll be very prominent in this country. So they say, the color of PTM, same only for the person. I'm asking him, but I'm prominent to call me to give you money instead of opportunities. Yeah. So she's like, yeah. I'm like, then you're lost. Mm. Because that time you'll be in that class. When I'm prominent, if you're still communicating, she'll be looking for me. So the thing is that it's a tendency mm. that young girls have, from what I pick there, that they just need soft life. Mm. And it makes it easy for the marriage to cheat. Mm. Because as long as you have money, yeah. you get them. Yeah. At, at a very affordable rate. Mm. Because I was telling them, only two thousand shillings for your hair. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, yeah. So I'm like, why did you get such a commitment? Mm. So the other thing is that I think why do people cheat is uh, they look for fulfillment in the wrong ways. That's mm. my perspective. Mm. Uh, nobody will ever fulfill you. Yeah, true. Nobody will ever fulfill you. Nobody will ever, your happiness is a personal responsibility. Mm. You delegate it, you start having trouble. Yeah. So I think those are the dynamics, and uh, it was shocking for me to see young girls they, in their 20s and uh, they want. Position. Yeah, they want they want the thrill. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. there is another safari rally. Yeah. 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 yeah it's coming. Up. Yeah, it's it's a, so when when you think of that, do you think that the church in Kenya is really having any impact when it comes to relationships and marriage? No, talking about it. Yeah? I think the church cannot have impact because they will also conform to the environment that we are in, to the to the worldly environment that we are in, in the sense that when you talk about the three, the environment that we have as a nation is for young girls to get soft life and for men to have money, regardless mm. of where it comes from. Meaning it can become, the source maybe it can be legal, but as long as this man has money, she will, he can not provide for the needs that I want. Mm. Making these young girls end up becoming tell us from now, 
useless to the society. You are an unproductive person in the society. Yeah. Yeah. You get? Yeah. And also the church. Before the now the church before standing up, what we see now the church doing is like trying to accommodate so that we can bring more people in. You get? Because I think for the church you have to stand firm on what you believe. Not not shaking or moving away from it. So when you stand when you actually confront the things of the world, you end up allowing this sort of like, like this the wrong production you have you. That's when people are starting dating in church and then get married and then you hear cases of 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 cheating and then divorce. Mm. It's because of the foundation was never right from the start. Mm. Mm. Maybe if yeah. I may, you know it's interesting about marriage. Mm. Quite interesting, and I think mm. the truth has to be told. I believe we try to But it's a commitment. Mm. Man, uh, today you guys decide to get married, you have made a huge commitment mm. to yourself, yeah. to your partner. You have to come home every other day. Mm. <laughs> your life has to change, you have to change friends. And yeah. I think these are the things that you're not told yeah. most of the time. Even your friends change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The places you go change, the how you dress changes. Who mm. are to you when you get to the first child? Now your life starts to, you know, yeah. you know like a material yeah. running too fast. Mm. So the thing is that uh, I think you should not rush marry. Yeah. But if you understand that marriage is not a joke, mm. there are days you fight. Mm. You don't want to see a partner. There are days you don't want to eat. Yeah. She's still your wife or husband. So the thing is, there's yeah. much that needs to be told the truth about marriage because it's not as sweet as there is no happy ending that most people are told. Both the time you shall lie, you fight. Before now, you are lying. Mm. And I think it's a joy, and I think that maybe uh, someday the, the truth has to be told. Yeah, I think people are not, in, in my thinking, and reflecting back on when I was younger, in my early 20s, I think people are not prepared enough for relationships. We are never prepared to be in a relationship. And if we are not prepared to be in a relationship, we are not prepared to be married. No one prepares us for marriage. Because the truth is this, if you get married, there are sacrifices that you have to make. There are ties that you have to cut. If you are a girl and a lady and you get married, you have to cut all the ties with your male friends. If you are a Jamaa, you have to cut ties with all your female friends. And sometimes you may even have to cut ties with your girlfriends and boyfriends. If you are a girl, you have to cut ties with some of your girls. And if you are a man, you have to cut ties with some of your boys. Because they are not benefiting you and the marriage. It's, it's work and, 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 and it's good work. And that's the loopholes. Those are the loopholes that are making people, other people come into a relationship and be allowed in, okay, by one person. That is where the discussion of open marriage, open relationships came from. Because people don't want to work, on, on, to put work into it. So I tell friends, number one, you are a Christian. If you're a pastor, I'm a, whatever it is that you do, the number one thing is you're a Christian. Number two, if you're married, you're a husband. Or a wife. 
Then number three, you are whatever you are. Kama weni karia ama whatever. Now if you have kids, you are a Christian first, you are a spouse second, you are a parent third, then you are a CEO or a career person fourth. That is the order. When the career takes over your responsibility as a father, a mother, a parent, a, you know, everything begins to mess up. Now, this is also for people who are not dating. People who are not dating yet. Or people who have been hurt dating, so they decided, you know what, I will stay alone, hallelujah, for the rest of my life. You know when you're in pain, you make some rash decision. <laughs> okay? If you're married, you may fight with your wife, okay, or your husband. And sometimes you may even sleep at the edge of your bed. He can't, uh, he, you know, he remembers the days when he used to sleep at the edge of his bed because they are both angry. And then he would say all, see so you how many pounds he was? All of my pounds, I would sleep at the edge of the bed and I would fit. Those are TDJs. Those are guys who have made, we can say they have made it, okay? They have stayed in it. They have fought for it. But they used to sleep at the edge of their bed. This is for people who are old. This is also for people who are young, okay? So what makes people do wrong things? Why is it that people are driven towards the wrong things why do people want to break the barriers when you're told don't do it why is it that that is the time you really want to do it when the bible says oh do not commit sin that is when you really want to commit the sin all right now doing wrong makes one feel free while doing right makes one feel imprisoned okay on to social expectations. What does the society expect of you? That is why in the Presbyterian churches, young people walk away because of pressure. Young man, get married. Young woman. You know, like pressure. So people end up getting married because of what? Pressure. And maybe you get yourself, you marry the wrong person, you know, imprisoned to family expectations. You don't even go home for Christmas. Imagine you go home Christmas, you don't have stress. Because you are a dad, you are a kuliza sasa are a dad, you are a dad, you are a dad, you are a dad, you are a you are a dad, you are a you feel like defying. And so you say, I will remain single. I will remain single. I am happy. Yet you know very well, you're not happy. <laughs> okay. You're not happy, but you're insisting. No, I'm happy. I am okay on my own. The feminist movement says, <laughs> you don't need a man in your life. Yet they themselves have sons and have kids that they got with men. Are we together? Feminism is a seriously uh, dangerous thing, especially when it mutates. 
because feminist is basically supposed to push for the rights of women you know equality what what but then when it comes now to a war against men we are fighting against men we are fighting and now kunai movement i don't know what in it we are fighting against women the men are rising saying no we we will not you get so now when you put this gender war together it doesn't benefit anyone in truth you know in central province some people are saying they will not be governed by a woman outright yeah yeah how to assess integrity issues whatever just because it's a woman done but that is the world is this thing happening in the church in the church is even worse because now female pastors are training young girls how to oppose their men how to oppose their husbands get yeah and so when you are told that the man is the head but you are the neck that controls it what are they saying to you so the order you see the bible is very clear and god is very clear about the order of a family okay it's so clear but now there is all this great debate or oh, no men are not taking responsibilities men are women are not doing this and so now the world and, and this is the danger that we are in the worldly thinking has come into the church and has even begun interpreting the bible according to the worldly thinking all right and now the authority of the man has been undermined the authority of the woman as the helper and the supporter has also been undermined okay so in prison to church expectations in prison to marriage expectations you see there is proverbs chapter 9 verse 17 that is very interesting that says stolen water is sweet food eaten in secret is what delicious and now this is what the proverbs uh, uh, the right of proverbs is saying about cheating and side dishes and side chicks and mpango wakando and what other names do we call them mbabas zadzi you know zadzi stolen water is sweet and food eaten in secret is what delicious the reason why people hide when they cheat is because it is very sweet okay you kujificha hiyo the adrenaline what you are saying the thrill it's just so you know uh, it's it's really it makes you feel good for a time okay now we are living in troubled times sai there is a quote i heard in it wanasema sharing is caring you have that quote sharing is caring and you see we are promoting this culture even among us believers of jesus christ that sharing is caring okay And, and because uh, song this guy and uh, ben paul ben paul ama ben soul ben soul in nairobi yule anakupea pia ananipea akikuletea ananiletea i've listened i've listened <laughs> Oh yes oh yes sahani ni sinia i i listen to you ni yote kila mtu anakula you know like it's a very kila mtu anakula yeah 
And, and yeah, it's a big bedroom. You see, they even say you can't even trust your friend. It's only Jesus who sometimes keeps us safe. Keeps us away from this sharing is caring culture. And when you think about this whole thing, you realize the culture is influencing church more than the church is influencing culture. Culture is influencing us more than even the Bible is influencing us. Okay? You go to your workplace and even the Christians in your workplace don't want to be known as Christians. Because of the things they are doing and the things they are planning to do. Okay? But on Sunday they are in church. But they will never, they will never post anything in church on social media. They will never mention anything about church. So because they don't want you to see. So whenever they want to post anything about church or anything about Jesus, they block everyone on the status. Okay? So na block na block the Naposki status. Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. After that, we have to unblock. We have to unblock. So people are living uh, double lives. Okay? You are double agents. You are double agents. You are a spy on this side. You are a spy on that side. The sharing is caring culture. So we have become comfortable in sharing. Okay? So we no longer believe in one man or one woman. As I have said. Commitment in dating. You see, everything begins in dating. When you begin to date, and, and people now are questioning, why should I be faithful to someone I'm not married to? If you don't want to be faithful to someone you're not married to, then get married and be faithful. Or stop dating. And just live your life. And this is what we said some time back. Your singlehood should bring glory to God. Your marriage should bring glory to God. If you choose to remain single for your life, then bring glory to Jesus. If you, re if you choose to get married, then let your marriage bring glory to yeah. Jesus. We are comfortable with 80% in our relationship as we get 20% from other people. It was spare wheel. You can't drive a car, Bilanini. Spare wheel. So you come with skills of culture. And now people are actually making peace with their husbands cheating and they're making peace with their wives cheating for the sake of staying in a marriage. For the sake of society. What will society say to Kianguka? What will society say if our marriage fails? Okay? Men are raising kids that are not their own. They know this kid is not mine. But they don't want to do a DNA. Because then they will confirm him to see what? See what? One angle, a catoto, no, a catoto, canaka, a cacae, come on, me, like kindy. And men are raising kids out there. Okay? So, in other words, you have kids at your home that are not yours, but your kids that are yours are out there. Being raised by another man. <laughs> So we are unable to say no to the wrong ones who love us right. As long as whom say, as Peter is saying, as long as he gives them, he gives me money, I am okay. He's loving me right. He's the wrong one, he's married, she's the wrong one, she's married, but they are giving me money. And all I need in my life, these people say, is what? 
money. Now, we have to define what being loved right is before we say this is the wrong one, okay? Because being loved right is someone who speaks your love language. Someone who gives you the gifts that you desire. And this is the thing. I liked what Ken said that the, the grass is greener. is always greener on the other side. And I agree. The grass is always greener on the other side until you get to the other side. And you look back where you came from and you realize, oh, why is it greener on that side? Why? Because even in your orchard, if you stand on one side and you look at the grass on that side, it will be green. You cross over the river and go to the other side and you look back where you came from, the grass will always look greener. So the grass is greener where you water it. Okay? That is where it's greener. So don't, don't, don't play away. So we are unable to be, because of this culture, we are unable to build anything that belongs to us. Right now, when I sometimes I listen to Classic FM, and, and there's all these people calling, and they say, Ati mwanome akitoka kwa mlango, wee jua si wako? Ni wenu. When a man leaves the door, just know that now, ni community husband, he's only yours when he comes back home. Okay? Now, that kind of thinking, that kind of culture, that kind of mindset is what we should not entertain in the church. Okay? As believers of Jesus Christ, we have to rise higher. We have to be better. We have to think on a higher level. What is the will of God for marriages? What is the will of God for relationships? What is the will of God for men? What is the will of God for women? What is the will of God for men who work in industries that have more women? What is the will of God for women who work in industries that have more men? Okay? What is the will of God when you face temptations out there? When you leave the door, are you a community husband or are you still committed to your wife? When you leave that door, are you a community wife or are you still committed to this marriage? We are, we are a restless culture that is never settled in one thing. Okay, that's another habit that we are developing. The generation we have now, we are jumping from workplace to workplace. <laughs> True or false? The, the timelines, they are saying that the timelines, the ones who are staying longer, it's two years. Two years and a jump. Two years and a jump. If we cannot be committed to our workplaces, what makes you think you'll be committed to a marriage? Or to a long-term relationship? And be faithful. And this is the other culture. You are employed and you've been employed for three months. But then in those three months, you're already using their computers to apply for other jobs in other companies. Are we together? So the culture of unfaithfulness is not just in cheating. It's, it's a culture. It's a habit that you begin to develop. You get elected into office or you get appointed into a government place and the first thing that you are looking for are opportunities to steal. And then you are the first one to throw stones on, on, you know, to brand others corrupt. Yet you are the most corrupt. So we are unable to build anything that belongs to us. And you see, building is work. And, and the people who build, and Brian can tell us, how much work it involves to build something. Okay? 
we are pursuing our passions and not building and, and I'll explain that okay so we are a restless culture our passions override discipline now when you're in a relationship uh, for example and, and you're committed into one and you've decided you know what I'm gonna commit to this one relationship then you must never allow your passions to lead the way because if you allow your passions to take over you may end up getting tired of this person and going to the other person now, let me advise everyone if you're a guy and you're dating a lady stress don't go to another lady to share the stress that your lady is giving you if you are a, 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 a lady and you are stressed with your guy don't go to another jama to try and explain the stress that your jama is giving you are we together do you know what you are effectively doing you already know what you are doing so you don't have to explain and say by the time i get stressed by a girlfriend and then i'm looking for another to, uh, towards another girl and telling her what am i looking for <laughs> i am using my stress your time to try and woo her in okay and you see the thing is this women generally respond because there is a nature in them to nurture to nurture pain to nurture wounds okay it's a natural thing and so when i project my pain they want to come in and nurture me so people use that to capture them okay when a girl is telling a jama the troubles that her jama is taking her through what is she going after she wants to be cuddled and comforted oh and be given a chest oh lalia hapa pole pole you get what you are you're asking for will there be stress in relationships yes guys it's difficult to even live with your brother live alone your wife or husband <laughs> to live with your brother in the same house nikazi are we together and so why do you think marriage needs to be new or relationships need to be new so we no longer want to listen to the bible and what it says about godly relationships godly the key word there is godly relationships godly relationships that's why when the wrong ones come we embrace them that's why church girls say that church boys have no vibes let me tell you it's better to have someone quoting the bible from morning to evening for the girls hallelujah you want nice words you want to be told your hair is beautiful you want to be told your your uh, your lips you see you want to be uh, the song of solomon uh, may she satisfy me with her kisses hallelujah you want to be told that your lips are okay your lips are full your eyes twinkle like the star when i look at you my heart paragashas and melts and oh i feel good i love your you want good words you want to be taken to naivasha you want to be uh, you know they pay for the trips they pay for you want to be taken to serene environments and and be told all the nice words 
But then the guy who comes into your life is a guy who is a born again Christian Bible and tongue talking believer. Hallelujah. <laughs> he doesn't know anything about lips or eyes or Jesus is coming soon. The Lord is good. Hallelujah. My sister, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Those are the words on a throw. Sasa wewe unaanza kusema. Wewe kusema chat boys ana vibes bana. Ah ah, wananibo. Kwa nini aniambie stories za lips? Kwa nini aniambie stories za oh my nails? Hata haja notice my nails. Then you get married to that wrong uh, the wrong guy. And you realize this guy, kumbe ni player, like anajua kukucheza. Okay? Anakuambia vitu mzuri, anaambia mwingine, anaambia mwingine, anaambia mwingine and before you know it, you guys are a community. You're a whole clan. Yeah. So you you want someone who will t go to the club with you because church life is boring, so let's go jump and and the guy takes you and you jump 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 jump. There's a, there's a case I was dealing with about this girl who met uh, a young man in a club. This girl was a church girl. I don't know about the guy. I think the guy was not a church guy. So the girl falls away from church, goes to clubs, you know, and they meet. And you see now, me meet wapi? Kwa pub. And so the girl gets, uh, gets pregnant. And so they decide, oh, okay. Uh, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and so they decide, oh, all right, uh, let's, let's get married. Oh, oh, so let's move in. You see, see, get married. Let's move. Move in. And so they move in, and, and then uh, this girl, the, uh, now, you see, this is the other thing. Okay, you are, that's another whole point, but I'll bring it home. Now, this girl moves, and, and they move in, and they are doing well. And then the girl decides, oh, I want to recommit my life to Jesus. I want to recommit my life to church. And so she begins to go to church every Sunday. The guy is not going to church with her. Because the guy doesn't know this story. It's a church. So the, guy, the lady is now depressed and distressed that her man will not go to church. And now she's fighting. Because now the man is coming. Sunday, the guy has been partying the whole night. And so she calls me and says, oh, I need help. So we meet, we talk, we talk, we talk. Then I ask her, you met this guy in a club. You are a church girl and you are now returning back home. But this guy is at home in the club. Okay. <laughs> Why do you want to drag him to church? I didn't know you know it is good for family. That is something you should have known. And she was like, whoa, okay, okay. So I told her, what time did you guys used to come in uh, on Sunday morning? Uh, uh, Saturday night, we would party Friday night. Saturday night, we would go back home Sunday morning. So when I tell her, the guy hasn't changed. You're the one who has changed. You met him in that state. He did not meet you in the state of church. And so she says, okay, so what do I do? I told her, what, what do you think you can do? You, this is the guy you married. So you can stay in this marriage and fight for it. Or you can keep praying that the guy will change. But this is the, this is the mistakes we keep making. Where, where young people, you know, when we are teenagers in high school, we go to church, blah, blah. Then we talk high school, we go to campus, and we become crazy people, okay? And we forget church, and, and we start making money and having sex. 
Third, we read it. Third, that you may exercise discrimination and discretion or good judgment, and your lips may reserve knowledge and answer wisely to what? Temptation. Alright? If you're using the if you're using the U version Bible, just Bible of Jew and AMP. I'm amplified. That your lips may reserve knowledge and answer wisely to temptation. How do you answer to temptations, my friends? How do you answer to the wrong thing? For the lips of an immoral woman drip honey. Now, what I want to do is, I want to take this woman as a personification, not as a literal woman, okay? But as a personification of temptation. So it can be both for men or women. Okay? For the lips of an immoral woman drip honey like a honeycomb and her speech is smoother than oil. How many of you have ever eaten honey? Pure honey. Watch a supermarket. Pure. Do you know whether it's pure or not? Do you know how to check honey? You check honey. When you buy honey, you put in the spoon, okay, una chota, and then una, una drip, una drip, una drip. Now, if it goes in one continuous line, uh, one continuous line without breaking, that is pure honey. But if you pick it, I love you, could drop, drop, ka maji, wewe, unakunywa molasses. Unakunywa molasses, na. Na suiti mingi sana huko na, 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 na sukari. Okay? Now, pure honey is very tasteful. Pure honey. No additives, no preservations, nothing. And when you see it drip from a honeycomb, your lips, nandatu kufanya, wah! Sinipate tu ile honey, tu kidongo tu yani, nionja tu. Very nice, very strong. Jonathan took honey. You remember the story of Jonathan? Kwa Bible. Story gani There was this time the whole of Israel was fasting and they were at war and Jonathan ran akajificha akakula asali then came back and fought so powerfully and strongly that people wondered hey is that Jonathan the son of Saul and, and he said yes yes it's Jonathan Kumbe the guy had taken some honey so he compare energy okay now that's how powerful honey is and very sweet now, the Bible is saying that the lips of an immoral woman, the lips of temptations, the lips of a man, a charming man, or the wrong man, or a charming seductress woman, are like honeycombs. They drip honey. When they speak, they, the flatting, you know the flatting, in a WhatsApp, and then we meet live, live, all of you are going to politics and weather and nini, but you are not going to the real meet. Okay, but call WhatsApp when your queen, when your king of flirting. Now that is dripping like honey. Hmm? Yeah, honey. Yani, unongelesha mtu, anataka kukuja, anataka kukuja maliuko. Okay, now, immorality or men or women who, are, who have the in near immorality, they, if you're not careful, when they speak, they hit the heart. They, their words come like arrows. Love in Nagonga, your heart such that by the time you realize what's happening, you're already giving in. Okay? The lips of an immoral woman drip honey and her speech 
is smoother than oil. Smoother. If you've ever serviced a car, book and a garage, then you'll know how smooth oil is. And the Bible is saying that her words, her speech, is smoother than that. This is the master seductress. This is the master charmer. You know guys who are charming, Majama who are very charming, you know? And I come, hey Leo, hey, you're looking good, you're looking great, you're looking, hey man, you're looking but he's on devils because he's sour. Now, wait until you meet a woman who knows how to charm you, to seduce you. Udafikiria wendi yo king? Kwa unafikiria mubabazo natuwagi yo pesa wate kwa nini? Do you know a 16-year-old girl can wipe the bank account of a 60-year-old man? Because of this. Smooth words. And last week I told you, do not underestimate the power of a soothing tongue. Soothing. When they speak to you, you feel comfortable. When the wrong one loves you right, you feel like he's the only one you can talk to. You feel like they're the only one who understand you. Hallelujah. Unasema manzi ujamana nielewa. Because he never criticizes you. He never comments about your dress code. Venye tu unataka kuvaa, unavaa, unatoka. Akiona anasema, ah, my queen. Nigerians are gifted in this thing. A Nigerian will praise you uanguke kwa gari. Ushuke, ukianguke, ubrie. Hey, my queen, you are looking good. You are looking beautiful. Bouncing, bouncing. Very nice. Very nice. Wewe buwana yako ukitoka likuuliza, what is wrong with you? Is dress code unavalia nani? Now, do you know why your husband or your wife, because your wife pianaza kuliza, hey, na leo kwa smart, kwenu nanda kuona nani? You get? Now, the reason why they say that is not because of really insecurity, it's because they care. You may be snatched. They're like, hey, we are kianda hivi jo? Hey, my fisi ziko huko inche. Alafu, fisi, do you think fisi cares how you dress? No. They don't care even if you walk naked. As long as they get some, they don't care how you dress. So they will create a soothing tongue. Unamuliza. Evo ni kulize. Do I look okay today? Now you are the lady. Do I look? Oh yeah, my goodness. Unakapoa sana, by the way. Can you imagine my husband nadaa kuniambia? Eh, unakapoa. Kwa ni yaya haoni? Wewe sasa umewekwa lock. Kwa ni yaya haoni? Ama people who say, your husband is a lucky man. Or your wife is a lucky man. Wewe, ukiuliza hivo. Ati, does your boyfriend know how lucky he is? Iyo maliote. Iyo maliote. I hope wana joku ihando. I hope wana joku ihando. I hope wana joku ihando. Smoother than oil. Smoother than oil. And let me tell you, someone who doesn't love you will never be insecure about you. When they love you, they get insecure. It's a given. If you see someone who is never insecure about you, love Elisha. Wewe, jipa? Kameisha. You see, if you're a man and, and you, you're a girl doesn't feel some 
ka type of way when you are laughing laughing na other girls boss karada bana karada unaweza kuwa wewe ndio fish karada you see people always complain about insecurities about oh about this about that but then you really want and you're like well it is nature so you can it is nature to guard what is yours okay that's why insecure uh, uh, men who are not interested in you will always praise you they will never say anything women who are always uh, who are interested in you but they don't love they will never say uh, bad things about you they will just tell you how great you are you are powerful or you are this or you are that but then they will never really say the real things to you because there is no love then verse 4 says but in the end she is bitter like a wormwood whatever wormwood is or the extract of wormwood sharp as a two-edged sword it cuts in both ways okay sharp as a two-edged sword after the smoothness and the soothing and the and the dripping of oil and, and the dripping of honey the next thing is disaster you give in and you are cooked you allow him or you allow her in and that's the end of you so they, they you know they begin by flirting by doing things if you don't stop it okay when you're supposed to stop it and you give in the next thing is disaster you will feel terrible horrible about yourself and most likely this guy or this lady will at some point expose you to people you did not want to be exposed to her feet go down to death her steps take hold of sheol or the place of the dead your destiny dies your purpose dies your life dies and verse six, so that she does not think seriously about the path of life now that's a very key and powerful statement she does not think seriously anyone a charmer a seductress is never serious about the path of life is never serious with you is never serious with where you are going in life in other words you're not taking anywhere you're not going anywhere together you're having the thrill of life and that the thrill is where the honey comes in where the smooth uh, smoother than oil comes in and then the path of life now if you are thinking seriously about your path of life and someone comes in your life and they are not thinking seriously about the path of life that is a wrong one they may love you right they may say the right words they may give you the right amount of money they may offer you the right amount of attention but if there is no seriousness in their path of life they are the wrong one her, her ways are aimless and what unstable you cannot know where her path leads that's why you keep asking what's your plan for me for us what's your plan for us where are we going you keep asking that because you've been caught up in the wrong one in by this seductress or this charmer she does not think seriously about the path of life her ways are aimless and stable and you cannot know where her path leads and even the answer that they give you is not very clear it makes you want to ask more questions huh? now then my sons listen to me and do not depart from or forget the words of my mouth let your way in life be far from her your way your path in life and let me tell you guys 
never allow yourself to be in a position where you're being tempted or where there's a place where you can see very well that this path is leading down to a pit and I am and, and you're just walking into that pit okay you see like for example when they start with you those ladies and th they say oh I wouldn't ma mind a married man okay and what they are saying is they know you're married so they are like we wouldn't mind you to 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 Medipeana Buddha to call here we are now you see sometimes seduction does not hit at that moment because at that moment you may be very solid but you know life you are not always solid you're not solid every day so that moment you may, and that's how the flirtatious uh, man or woman works at that moment when they say those words you may be very solid you may actually say don't say that to me again I'm very married I rebuke you devil get thee behind me Satan you are defeated in Jesus because at that moment you're very strong you're feeling solid maybe we talk a church maybe we talk somewhere maybe we talk a BS you're the wrong one you know like and then next week something terrible happens your deal doesn't go through you're fighting with your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your husband or your wife and you're in trouble in work stress. then what happens the devil reminds you Kuna kamutu mahali. Are we together? So it doesn't work in me. It may, it's a seed that's planted for the right time. So what you do, you go back to your text and you're like, hi, what were you saying? Hi. Hi. And then the floodgates get open. Before you know it, you're in their grip. Come on. And, and the master seduct, seductors and charmers, seductresses and charmers, they know these principles I'm teaching you. <laughs> you know Andrew Kibbe? You know Andrew Kibbe? <laughs> He's the most vulgar, vile person I've ever had. But he, he also has hope of Jesus Christ. He was a pastor, that's a sad thing. But now he's vulgar. And so one time, now I listen to these guys, all right, and, and I listen to them for some context or just to check, okay, where is the world going? Come on, the new sheng, the new sheng, and you met okay. It's hard. I'm really, I'm tongue twisting. So Andrukibe is telling the girls, you, when you, you send that text message, don't delete it, let it stay there. It is marinating my heart. Let it stay there. I'm going to hit you back. I'm going to hit you back. Now, what he means is the girls are seducing. They're giving themselves. They're offering sex. Okay? So then the girl offers sex, and then maybe she realizes, ah, ah, watch and hit, delete. And so Andrew is telling them, no, 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 no. See, delete. Watch a guy. I don't get on this. Atakama, they respond. Watch a roi marinate. Watch a marinate. Okay? And that's your party marination. Your sasa. That's what this tongue does. It marinates you over time. So, the Bible is saying, let your way in life be far from her, and do not go near the door of her house. Avoid even being near the places of temptations. Walo nasamaga o, pasi club nimbaya, o, okay? The places of temptations. How do you go to a club? You're a born-again believer. And this is what I'm saying. 
As believers of Jesus Christ, we need to have a very different life than the world. The world is influencing us a lot, and the Bible is not. How do you go to a club and say to yourself, ah, sita anguka, sita anguka. You walk in. And the moment you walk in, you want to walk out. Because you know when you have sex with a prostitute, you are inviting, because these people use witchcraft, a lot of it. And, and most people don't know. They use a lot of witchcraft to lure men, to bring men. Okay, they actually go to places where they are treated. Isoma medicine, mauganga, mawitches. Whatever atengenezwa. Sasa wewe unatafuta prostitute. Asubuhi una amko unashindwa guy. Ini nini leta kwangu. But you are duped by this whole thing. So most people when they have sex with these prostitutes, they never uh, recover financially, emotionally. They begin to have all these weird attacks, mental attacks, spiritual attacks. Now, woe unto them if they don't even understand it. Okay? Marriages fail and all the, a lot of stuff happen. Now, don't even go near the places of temptation. Avoid them. Stay at home. Sleep. Watch a movie. Read a book. Just stay at home. Or you will give your honor to others and your ears to the cruel one. Verse 9. Honor. Now this whole verse is talking about sexual uh, stuff. Okay? You will give your honor to others and your ears to the cruel one. And when you give your ears to the cruel one, he will not be kind with you. When you give yourself over to the devil through sex, with or without your knowledge, he will not be kind to you. When you sleep around with different multiple people, he will not be kind to you. Are we together? When you go out with the wrong people, and you know very well that they are wrong people, but because they are driving a, a defender or, or a G-Wagon, and so you are jumping because you've never been in a G-Wagon or a Range Rover, and you decide, oh, let's go, yeah, manze, let's go, yeah. And you are carried over by these worldly things. You are giving your honor to others and your ears to the cruel one, and they will crush you. And strangers will be filled with your strength. Now, please... Listen to the, let the word sink. Let the word marinate. Hallelujah. Let it marinate. And strangers will be filled with your strength. Especially if you're a guy, if you're a man. You know, and you know when men have sex, they release sperms. It's good, it's amazing. We all know anyway. We release sperms. And sperms, according to the Bible, are your strength. Okay? So when you have sex with someone and you release sperms, you are giving someone your strength. And this is what the Bible says. And strangers will be filled with your strength. So the question is, are there strangers that are walking around with your strength? And your hard-earned wealth will go to the house of a foreigner who does not know God. Everything you've worked for will be taken away from you because of this. And then he says, and you will groan when your life is ending. When your flesh and your body are consumed. In other words, in your old age, we will look back and regret that we were even in these places. And you say how I hated instruction and discipline. And my heart despi despised correction and reproof. 
I have not listened to the voice of my teachers, nor have I inclined my ear to those who instructed me. I was almost in total ruin in the midst of the assembly and congregation. You see, these things are like hooks. When they get into your soul and into your spirit, they, they stay there. They are, they are unbreakable. Like they stay and they decide, you know what, we will stay here. And this is a problem that we have. We think that when we get older, we will overcome. But what happens is that if you don't kill this habit now, it grows older with you. So it becomes like a pet snake. When, they are, when the snake is small, it's like a pet, a python. As you grow, it also grows with you. And it gets to a point that now it can crush you. Porn, sex. You see, these things are there and, and people are struggling. And people are, are, if we don't deal with them, and then someone gets into marriage with them, what happens to that marriage? Verse 15 says, drink water from your own system or from your own well. Meaning, if you're having sex, have sex with your own wife or husband. Yes. <laughs> Eat at home. Don't play away matches. Play home ground. Pure marriage relationship. If you, can't, if you can't stay without sex, get married, okay? There's this pastor, I just finished reading his book, and it's a very interesting book, because he's very outright, very forthright. So one time someone calls him at 3 a.m. in the morning and says, Pastor, Pastor, please, please pray for me. So the pastor, it is an ungodly hour when I'm not even sure I'm a Christian, 3 a.m. And so this person calls and says, oh, pastor, I was, please pray for me. Why? I just masturbated and I have, I have a porn magazine I'm holding. <laughs> and the pastor asks, so how was the masturbation? <laughs> how was it? And the guy's like, huh? Yeah, did you enjoy it? And the, the, so, of course, you know, when you ask Masalika, he's confused. And the pastor is like, can you stop being beating around the bush? Did you enjoy the masturbation? Yeah, yeah, yes, pastor. And why are you calling me? <laughs> Come on, man, enjoy. No, I, I thought that you would uh, help, help you do what? You have already done it. And so, the, the pastor goes like and says, if you want to stop it, get married <laughs> to a beautiful girl and tell her to walk naked for you every day. <laughs> and now, good night. Now, Kalala. We are And then, after a while, the guy gets married, follows the advice, and gets married to a beautiful girl. And now they are an old couple in that church, and they have had a wonderful marriage. And the guy quit porn. <laughs> and the pastor was like, if only the guy knew that I was not very pastoral that time. <laughs> Drink water from your own system and fresh running water from your own well. I repeat, fresh running what? Water. water. Meaning, there is water that is running and it is not fresh. 
Should your springs be dispersed? Or which means now should your children and fresh running water from your own well, which means there are water, there is water that is running that is not fresh. It is what? It's not fresh. It's poison. It's not fresh for you. Okay? When you sleep around every day, everywhere, every day with everyone, you are sleeping with water that is not fresh. You are drinking water from different wells that is not fresh. And it brings you to ruin. Spiritually, these are, I'm talking about spiritually. Now, should your children be dispersed and streams, uh, streams of water in the streets? Okay, your kids. Confine yourself to your own wife. Let your children be yours alone and not the, not the children of strangers with you. This is the Bible, okay? I'm just teaching the Bible. The Bible. <coughs> Confine yourself to your own wife. Let your children be yours alone. In other words, don't be, a, don't be Father Abraham filling every belly that needs to be filled with children. And not the children of strangers with you. So as a woman, don't have children with other men other than your husband. And as a wife, don't have children. Uh, as, a, as a husband, don't have children with other women other than your wife. Okay? Let your fountain, who now fountain upon your wife, be blessed with the rewards of fidelity and rejoice in the wife of your youth. Okay? Now, listen, let her be as a loving hind and graceful door. Let her breasts refresh and satisfy you at all times. Always be exhilarated and delight in her love. Why should you, my son, be exhilarated with an immoral woman and embrace the bosom of an outsider. Everything, you see Paul says, every part of your body is your husband's and every, and it is also your wife's. So in other words, when you guys get married, every organ, in fact Paul says every organ belongs to who? To your husband. And you the husband, every organ belongs to your wife. So it is okay to touch. When the wrong one loves you right, now, how to know a person is wrong for you? How do you know? Okay, because then we may be asking ourselves, oh, one, your values. Your values. Now, check your values and compare them with your intended love. How are your values? Because according to me, values are more important than love. Okay? Values, in fact, precede love. Without values, there's no love. Values make love sweet or bitter. So what are your values? Values prepare you to bear the burdens of each other. Once you know that your values are together and your values are aligning, then you are able to bear each other's burdens. And let me say this. 
everyone you meet in this life and every person you the person you will get married will come to you with burdens can i repeat that because we Christians think that, uh, you know, we take our burdens to Jesus, hallelujah, and I agree that is okay. But then the person you marry will come with baggage, they will come with burdens, and they will pile them up on you. And you will also go into marriage with burdens, and you will pile them on this other person. But if your values are aligned, then you will have the grace to bear each other's burdens. If you cannot discuss sex together in your dating and discuss the merits and the demerits of sex uh, as you are dating, what makes you think you will discuss it when you get married? You may end up getting so far apart that you only come together for sex when you both need something from one another. You are a woman, you need some money, you are a guy, you need some sex, so it becomes a transaction in marriage. So I sleep with you, we have sex, and I give you money. So I ask you for money, and, you, and I give you... Okay. So it becomes a prostitution that is baptized, a prostitution that is Christianized. But it's in a marriage. Because these things are happening. Husbands and wives are transacting sexually. And that's why you find when the two couples have money, no one really wants the other one. So they, they are like, ah, where end, where end, okay? Why? Because there was no mutual values. They didn't have the same values even when they got married. And when they are getting married, the values sometimes can change or upgrade or downgrade or whatever because of one another. So bear one another burdens. Values predetermine what, what you say yes, yes to and who you say not, no to. Your values. Why is it that whenever we go for job interviews, we dress up, we are ready, we prepare ourselves for a job interview, but when you're going for a date for the first time with someone, we are not keen to see this other person. Every company hires the person they feel can fit the job, but we date the people we feel pity for. And that is a major problem that we have at a date because because Why don't you do interviews? And why don't you also subject yourself to being interviewed? Whether you're the right candidate for this man or this woman, are you the right person? Can you disqualify? I, have, have, have you gotten to a level of maturity such that you begin to notice I may not be the right person for this one? Because that's another level of maturity where you withdraw your candidacy. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> and you say, you know what? I don't feel I am the right one for you. Without any ulterior motives, without having a side chick candle, I'm a side guy candle, without, you didn't have another relationship. Okay, you're just honest and you say, you know, if I stay with you more, I will hurt you even more. So let me take a break. Let's take a let's let's part ways. Are we together? And you part ways amicably, without slandering one another, without bringing up issues that do not even exist. Values. Because if you love someone, you would not want to become pain in their lives. Because you know you better than you know anyone else. Okay. Two, prayers. How to know this is the right one? 
Pray, my friend, pray. Everyone say pray. pray. Everyone say pray again. Pray. Everyone say pray. <laughs> Do not underestimate the place of prayer in finding the right person for you. Okay? Pray. This is the moment that you have to pray. Because when you pray, prayer will bring you closer to God. And closeness with God will help you beyond the masks. When you draw closer to God, you'll be able to see beyond your natural eyes. You'll be able to see beyond the smile. You'll be able to see beyond the beautiful shape that you have always desired. If you're a lady, you'll be able to see beyond the financial stability. You'll be able to see beyond the brilliant mind that really attracts you. You'll be able to see beyond that wonderful, uh, you know, masculine body that you always prayed for. You will be able to see beyond that. Because beyond that is what really matters. It is not the face, not the says and all these beautiful... Uh, are they important? Oh yes, they're important. If you don't want someone in your marriage that you can't look at. Are you together? That's the kind of a person you want. You want a beautiful woman, a handsome guy, okay? But then, you also want someone who is beyond their beauty, beyond their handsomeness, beyond whatever you see here. Because here, fixed. Number three, your purpose. Purpose. Do you have a sense of purpose for your life? Do you intend to pursue your purpose in life? So do you have, number one, do you have a sense of purpose? Okay. Do you feel like you're called for something great, something powerful, something amazing? Okay. If that's how you feel, do you intend to pursue that life? Do you intend to pursue that purpose? Do you intend to pursue that greatness? And if that's your dream, do you desire to have someone who supports your purpose in life? Or do you want someone who will pursue their purpose too? Once you define that, then you will begin to know who to bring into your life. And, and, and as a close person, someone you can date, someone you can marry, or you'll be able to know, you know what, this one, what's your name, because this is what, if you answer those questions, the way you answer them will determine what kind of a person you will bring in your life. Number four, your faith. Your faith. Your belief in Jesus Christ. Now, this is critical, my friends. If you're a believer of Jesus, don't get married to someone who is not a believer of Jesus. If you believe in church going every Sunday, don't get married to someone who thinks church going on Sunday is just, to never end up to cause a quenda, okay? If don't, don't get married to such a person, don't even date them, don't even think twice about it. Don't think that you can pray for them to change because they will never change. Well, that's another illusion that the church has. Oh, I can pray for them, I can call them from the pits of hell. Hallelujah! They will remain in the pits of hell, and most likely they will pull you into those pits of hell. Faith is the most important aspect of a relationship. Faith, commonality. A common thing. Faith is a builder of your life. Identify where you both stand in regards to your faith in Jesus Christ. And ask yourself, do you have a common faith? Alright? If you're a Catholic, get married to a Catholic. It is safer. If you're a Presbyterian, get married to someone who understands your faith. Is your faith, if your faith is that important, 
go in that line. If you're a charismatic evangelical Pentecostal, you are safer with an evangelical Pentecostal charismatic like you. If you are an evangelical charismatic and you get married to a Catholic, you guys will clash on the basis of faith. One of you will have to drop whatever stand they have. Higher, let's finish up with this one thing. How to disentangle from the wrong one. So, we've described this woman in Proverbs 25. And you feel kuna mahali umeshiko. Hata kama ni side moja, tumeshiko. Kuna kakitu tuka mekushika. Okay? Number one, think about your destiny. This Proverbs 25 woman, or Proverbs 25 temptation, is not building your destiny. They have come to destroy your destiny. Determine whether you're going towards the same destiny with this person. Check if your path in life is parallel or you're going together. Okay? Number two, choose discipline over passions. Choose discipline over passions. The youthful passions will remain with you in life unless you do something about it. And as I said, we grow with them. Discipline builds patiently. Passion is rash and not thoughtful. That's why the East in China, they rise so high. Uh, China, Malaysia, you know, the Eastern, the, the, the Asian countries, because they have discipline to build things and wait patiently for those things. America, on the other hand, they don't have the patience. They follow passion. And Kenya, most of us are following what? Passion, not discipline. Okay? And when, the moment you begin to follow passion in your marriage, passion that is outside marriage, then, and you don't have the discipline to stay and build this marriage or this relationship, then things begin to fall apart in your life. Number three, pray for disconnection. Understand that sometimes these entanglements are devil orchestrated for distractions. They are devil orchestrated. The devil has orchestrated them. And sometimes some things take prayer, some disconnections take prayer, especially where sex was involved. You've got to pray. Number four, decide to end it. Decide to end it. Remember you need because of your decision. Okay? The thrill. The thrill made you get into it. Now you are entangled in all these things and you have no idea how to come out. Decide to to tear it. It is better to end something bad than live with it. You see, many times we try to end things very nicely. We actually try to end things the way we built them. Not knowing that cobwebs are not destroyed in the same way they are created. Relationships are not ended in the same way they are created. Having the wrong one love you right will not be ended by how it started. It has to be torn. Okay? And tearing it is painful. Number five, build, uh, boost your self-esteem. Boost your self-esteem. Self-esteem is the number one driving factor of wrong relationships. Self-esteem issues. Husbands and wives go for self-esteem boosters outside the marriage. Christians fall due to self-esteem issues. Many stay with the wrong ones because it is a self-esteem 
booster. For the wrong one to love you right, they just need to boost damaged esteem. Why do people cheat? Self-esteem. Why do people lie to one another in, uh, when they are dating and all that? Because of self-esteem. When you, are, you see, in a marriage setting, sometimes there'll be tough times, even in a relationship, there'll be tough times, people will fight, people will argue, people will say things that are not kind. All right? And then you have this smooth talker, this guy who is dripping like honey, words are dripping like honey. And he will tell you all the night things that will boost your esteem. Doki dogo, before you know it, you've fallen. You have this lady who has a flattering tongue, and she talks to you very nice stuff. Before you know it, boom. Song of Solomon 8, verse 6 and 7. This is the last thing, I promise. Solomon, a Song of Solomon 8, 6 and 7. It says, Place me like a seal over your heart, like a seal on your arm, for love is as strong as death. It's jealousy unyielding as the grave. It burns like blazing fire like a mighty flame many waters cannot quench love rivers cannot sweep it away if one were to give all the wealth of one's house for love it would be utterly scorned love is as strong as death meaning when someone loves they are unstoppable that is why they say love is blind love does not see but it is a strong as death when the time for someone to die comes it is unstoppable they will die when someone loves their love becomes as strong as death and that's why when you try to change someone's mind about someone they love you become the enemy because it is as strong as death it's jealousy the jealousy of love and that's what i was talking about the insecurities it is unyielding as a grave. In other words, it doesn't change. You see, you rarely change graves, true or false. When you bury someone, you don't change it. You, the person stays there for eternity, okay? The jealousy of love is unyielding as a grave. It does not yield. It does not give ground. If I love you and I'm jealous of, of other people, I will not change. Until, unless I stop loving you. And that's what I meant when I say insecurities are good. Okay? They show we are still together. It burns like a mighty flame, like a blazing fire. Many waters cannot quench it. Write this statement down. No matter how good you are, you will never be good enough for someone who isn't ready for you. No matter how good you are, you will never be good enough for someone who isn't ready for you. Second, no matter how good you are, you will never be the right one if you aren't ready to build. No matter how good you are, you will never be the right one if you aren't ready to build. No matter how good you are, you will never be the right one if you aren't ready to build. 
Third, no matter how good you are, the wrong one in your life will make you wrong. No matter how good you are, the wrong one in your life will make you wrong. In other words, you will never find the right one if you do not let go of the wrong one. And letting go of something wrong is always harder than getting into something wrong. So be careful of getting the right person at the wrong time and the wrong person at the right time. Okay? Dysfunctional relationships are fueled by being loved right by the wrong one. And if you want a relationship that feels like the most amazing thing on earth, then you must treat it like the most amazing thing on earth. You will never be happy in your relationship if you don't work at it. Let me repeat that statement. If you want a relationship that feels like the most amazing thing on earth, then you must treat it like the most amazing thing on earth. Love gives back whatever it is given. Relationships give back whatever is put in them. If you don't put time in your relationships, they will not yield anything. You will go to draw from your relationship and you will find zero. You're operating on negatives. If someone else comes and puts some things in your relationship, they will draw from that relationship more than you are. And eventually you will either your partner will be caught up in the wrong in the wrong one or you'll be caught up in the wrong thing. When the wrong one loves you right. Any questions? All right. It's time to give as I also pray for you. I pray that you will have successful relationships Amen. and that you will say no to failing relationships. Amen. That you will enjoy your relationships. You will be happy in marriages. You will be the example of marriages, the example of relationships that work. Okay? Not the relationships that fail, but the ones that work. That you will have families, you will have kids, you will be happy with your kids, you will have a wife, a husband, you will be happy with them, you will find a way to resolve conflict together, okay? At first you may involve the village and there is no problem. Five, seven years, the village may be very key to your marriage, but then nine years, ten years, then you will have learned how to handle some conflicts, okay? And you begin to enjoy the happiness. Okay? Yes, all right. So giving uh, is still number 520-758. It is a very critical part of worship when we start giving. All right? Everyone has something to give. Are we together? Everyone has something to give 
to a church, to a ministry, to the work of God. Everyone has something to give. So you give. Yes? Till number. 520-758. Give something. I am encouraging you to give something. Hallelujah. Set treasures in heaven. Yes, sir. Uh, there's a statement here. Mm. It says, mm. and I just want to confirm. Is it true when people say, men want to hang around the women who are loose, but they, look, but they are not the ones they want to marry. The ones they want to marry are like towers. They are like strong, independent, young woman knows who she is. Is it true? It, 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 we can't generalize it. Yeah. So it's not true. It's not false. There are men who are attracted to lose women because they feel they can have um, extracurricular activities in many places. <laughs> and there, there are men who are attracted to independent, strong-willed women. And there are men who are attracted to none of that. Not lose women, not independent. I just want someone to stay at home. Okay? So they are different, uh, same case with women. There are women who are attracted to strong, independent men. There are women who are attracted to men who are passive because they can have some control. There are women who are attracted to intelligent men. There are women who are attracted to none of that. They just want a man. Don't underestimate this issue. <laughs> I'm not sure what I check. <laughs> So it's, there's nothing, what I've learned in this life, there's nothing really general, generalization. There's no general. You see, when they say, you know, it's a generalization that is not right. Because I know women, I know girls who are very committed to their relationships and they are not going out to sleep with, with people. I also know men who are very committed to their relationships and their marriages and they are not going out to do this stuff, okay? But do I also know the others? Yes. Now, I know marriages that have failed and I know marriages that are standing. The ones that are standing are not in statistics. The ones that fail are in statistics because they failed. The men who are faithful to their wives and the wives who are faithful to their husbands are not in statistics because they are not, because they are not doing something extraordinary. The ones who are falling and sleeping everywhere are statistics. So it seems like the ones who are wrong and, and doing all this stuff are more, it seems like more marriages are failing than the ones that are standing, but the opposite is true. It is just like there are a few pastors who are rogue, fake pastors, they shout the loudest. They have the money to pay for television, they have the money to do live stream, they have the money to do all this, so they go all out with their fakeness. And then there are those ones, like us, we are genuine, but no one really knows us in this Kenya. Again, we don't have the money to go live stream, we don't have money to shout, and we don't need to shout. We don't need to do all that, because what you're teaching is genuine. Again, so it seems like the church is falling away, but in truth, there are small congregations that are doing very well. But then there's a big congregation that are doing very bad. And so we are judging everyone with the bad ones. So there, there is, it's not yes or no. Yeah. 
Alright, you've given. Let us pray. Our Father and our Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, thank you for this day. Thank you for the teaching. Thank you for the words that you have used me and, and to speak. I pray for everyone who is here, Lord, that you bless any relationship they are in, bless their marriages, bless every, everything that they are doing, Almighty Father. And I ask you, God, to guide us in wisdom on how to relate to one another. And we may not find ourselves with the wrong people. We may not find ourselves with the wrong ones. But that, God, we may be with you in everything. We may love our wives, our husbands, and we may love our boyfriends or girlfriends, and we may commit ourselves to one another towards marriage that brings glory to you. In the name of Jesus, we pray that you'll be with us. I thank you for the giving of your people. And I pray the Lord you bless them with your blessings. The Lord, you continue to increase them in every way financially. And, and that Lord, you may continue to open doors for them. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray and we believe. Amen. Amen. So the Lord bless you. And now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you.